It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA. From the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by McCary Meats in Basin City with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. The Supreme Court weighs in on a death penalty case and leaves us with a memorable quote and a validation of sorts. And one industry in the state feels it's unfairly regulated. Guess who? April 10th, must-see TV on CNN as they have announced a town hall with a Hall of Famer. But first... Give us your bottom line. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. It is the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Happy Tuesday afternoon to you, Rob Francis, Ed Dawson, 547-1610. You know, Ed, it seems that there are some battles that continue that, on the surface appear to be an unwinnable battle. However. Yes, we're both married. We know that yes. very well. <laughs> <laughs> On the surface, it seems that way. However, what we have seen over the course of history is sometimes those battles that appear unwinnable continue to be fought and eventually begin to change some minds to such a degree that they almost become winnable eventually. One of those battles that's been going on for the better part of two decades is the battle over the Electoral College. Yeah. Now, the, the, the battle kind of subsided between, oh, say, 2008 and 2016, <laughs> but it is renewed. And for the first time... We have seen a number of senators band together in the U.S. Senate and introduce legislation to eliminate the Electoral College. In order to do that, it would require changing the Constitution, which takes a two-thirds majority to do so. Yes. There have been a couple of pieces, but the one that's gaining steam is the one that has been uh, sponsored by Senator Kirsten Gillibrand of New York, uh, Dick Durbin of Illinois, Diane Feinstein, Brian Schatz of Hawaii also sponsored the resolution. Oregon Senator Jeff Merkley has also been involved in legislation that would do away with the Electoral College. I find it interesting because three of the senators involved in this would basically wipe out their state's impact. Now, Durbin would wipe out his state, but one of his cities would probably play a factor. Schatz is from Hawaii. Hawaii would be null and void. Merkley is from Oregon. Portland's not that big. No. They don't even have enough. They don't have as many electoral votes as Washington does. Exactly. I believe but, they have eight. But their goal would be to eliminate the electoral element, and it would be all popular vote. Now, Portland obviously swings very far to the left. So the majority of the votes in Portland would more than likely go to the left, same as in Seattle. 
So the goal among these senators is looking at the largest cities in their states that they represent. New York City, Chicago, all of California. I mean, California, you're talking San Francisco, Los Angeles, uh, Sacramento, San Diego is is larger, but that that leans a little bit. That's kind of a 50-50. And Honolulu. Now, Hawaii's been very blue for a long time. And then, of course, you have Portland in, in, in Oregon. I want to stand corrected. Washington has 12. Oregon has seven yes. electoral votes, just yes. to be clear. Yes. Combined, I, guessed, I guessed eight, and I was wrong. So combined I, 19 Yes, b- between those two states. Yes. Um, our poll question for today reflects this, but in a different manner. At, at bottom line 610, at 610-K1A Radio, Oregon Senator Jeff Merkley, one of a number of senators attempting to change the Constitution and eliminate the Electoral College. Would eliminating the Electoral College diminish or increase the impact of Washington and Oregon voters? That's really what it boils down to. Because if you eliminate the electorate, what you are doing is you are ending the impact of the popular vote within the state. That's how the electoral votes are awarded in 48 of the 50 states. And in those other two states, the majority of the electoral votes are awarded based on the popular vote. And then they have uh, stipulations that award an electoral vote or two based on a different criteria. And that's, I believe, in Maine and... I'm trying to remember the other state, but Maine is one that they award based on the, the I believe, how the counties line up. It's based on the county vote, which is why I yes, think... Yes, it think, is. Yeah, yeah, I think in 2016 you saw split electoral votes in Maine. Yes. Um, and there's one other state that does something similar to that. But... The 19 electoral votes would go away, basically, in Washington State and Oregon. So the popular vote of the state would no longer come into play. The state itself would not be contributing to the count. Just the popular vote would exist. And if you followed this desire to eliminate the Electoral College, which I believe it's now up to... 14 states that have passed some type of legislation that if the Constitution were to be changed, all of their electoral votes would go to the popular vote of the country, not the state. So, like, for example, say you had um, say you had a swing state like Florida, okay? And if Florida had passed a piece of legislation like this, which they have not as of, as of yet, if the state of Florida's popular vote went to the Democrat. But the Republican candidate won the national popular vote. Doesn't matter how the voters of the state of Florida voted. Those electoral votes would go to the winner of the popular vote in the national vote. So even though the state of Florida may have voted for candidate A, if candidate B wins the popular vote nationally, those electoral votes go to candidate B. Well, let's, uh, which is a little different, but oh, it's a lot different. But but here's uh, let's let's give a, a slight history lesson here. Why are we talking about this? Why is this le- piece of legislation coming up 
may I interject again, is because twice in recent history, we have had a Democratic candidate win the popular vote Mm -hmm. and not win the Electoral College vote. And thus, the Dems are crying foul for a second time in the last couple of decades. Uh, It happened with uh, Bush-Gore, and it happened this last time with Clinton-Trump. And that is why we're even talking about this again, is because the lawmakers are trying to, again, react to what happened this time around. The interesting thing with the Bush-Gore situation had less to do with the popular vote and more to do with the balloting system in the state of Florida. Because it was well, it led to so many problems. It did, but, but it that was that was a big part of the debate was that Al Gore won the popular vote nationwide, yet lost the election. How could that be? Well, because the founding fathers set it up that way. Well, when they went back and they counted those votes and they went through the process in Florida, instead of winning Florida, Gore lost Florida, and those electoral votes went to George W. Bush, right. which put him over the top for the presidency. Then people looked at it and said, oh, well, he won the popular vote. But what we found in 2016 was Hillary Clinton won the popular vote by 3 million. We saw 3 million irregularities in just Los Angeles County alone as far as voting was concerned. So when you look at the irregularities that were discovered in California, specifically in Los Angeles County, You look at some of the irregularities that were found in other places of the country. If you remove those votes, Hillary Clinton doesn't win the popular vote, which is why when we get down to the discussion of voting and counting votes, and now we're getting to the 2020 census, where there's a big tie in the question there as well, why this all becomes so important in a battle for control and power. Your thoughts, 547-1610. Bottom line, going to take a quick time out. 547-1610, your thoughts on the Electoral College and eliminating it. Now back to the bottom line on News Radio 610, KONA. Presented by McCary Meats in Basin City. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. You can email the show, too. Just go to the website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page and send us your question or your comment. Talking pros and cons of the Electoral College here on the bottom line. And before we go to the phones, I want to remind you, it's our poll question at bottom line 610 at 610kona radio. Jeff Merkley, Oregon senator, one of a number attempting to change the Constitution and eliminate the Electoral College. Would doing so diminish or increase the impact of Washington and Oregon voters. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, guys. It's Ryan from Richland. What's going on, Ryan? I think uh, getting rid of the Electoral College would be a very bad idea. It's something I think that the founders came up with. And uh, isn't there only like three counties in the, in, you know, the United States that if we didn't have the Electoral College, they'd pick every single president we ever get from now on. And my, my actual question to you guys, because I know you'd know, how do you become an electoral college person? Well, the electoral, to become an electorate in the state, you 
you have to belong to one of the parties. Yeah, the parties pick them. The parties determine who their electorate representatives are. Uh, and then they go to the conventions and so on and so forth and, and act as electorate representatives. Both parties select the same amount of electorates, and then whichever candidate wins the popular vote in Washington State, the the electoral representatives from that party cast the electoral votes. Uh, we got an email from da- from Bruce in Richland, said in 2016, four boroughs voting Democrat in New York City was enough to win New York State. Got an email also from uh, David. David writes, if you eliminate the electoral college, presidential candidates will no longer campaign in smaller cities or states. As of 2010, the L.A. metropolitan area had about 18.1 million people. The New York area had about 22 million people. Montana had 991,000 people. In addition, the newly elected president would have no reason to ever address the rights of those smaller cities or states. This is called the tyranny of the majority. And I get what David's saying, but let's be real about this. How many times did Donald Trump come to the state of Washington or Oregon? Heavily Democrat. And the flip side, how many times did Clinton go to very red places? They didn't do it. It's whether you base it on the electoral votes or appeasing your bases, that's just how it is. You know, and we have a we have the added disadvantage of being on the West Coast. That's a whole different topic of being on the West Coast. You know, elections are usually over by the time we're we're just wrapping up our voting. So that I don't was, know if I go for that one. Well, that was part of the goal of of moving up the primary in Washington State. Right, is the to, primary. Is to, is, I'm is, talking about election night. Well, no, but but even so, by moving that up, it still puts you in a position to where your votes matter. When it comes to determining who the, the the party representative is going to be, sure, meaning you may because neither Hillary Clinton came out here once during the primary, Bernie Sanders came out here once during the primary, mm-hmm. got shouted out off the stage. Mm-hmm. You know, Trump Donald, didn't come. No, hardly any Republicans came to Washington State because right. the primary was so late. Uh, well, okay. that, that was part of it. I, I, I think it had a lot more to do with the political leanings of the states well, that, than, that, that, that than played, the Electoral College. But, but still, if you're talking about a primary, you're still battling for the Republican votes in the primary. But because of how late it is, how late it was in the process, I don't know if a single Republican candidate came here in the primary. Um, you know, Trump came to the state once. And I don't think I think it was after the primary was over. But here's the other part of that, and I want to take it a step further with what David said. Not only wouldn't they be campaigning, they wouldn't even need to run advertising. No. They wouldn't need to campaign anywhere, if you really think about it. I mean, all you would do is run campaign blitzes on television and radio and newspaper in seven, ten cities and try and win them over. Now, if you are if you are a Republican candidate, your focus is going to be in rural America and the Midwest. You better pray that you take two of those big cities, though, because if you don't, you're done. New York City, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Chicago, Philadelphia, Dallas. Dallas is in the middle of a red state. Dallas is is a 50-50 city. Houston is a very liberal city in a red state. 
So do we? Let me let me just ask a question. Let me throw out Baltimore too while we're at it. Well, let me ask a question about to you and to our listeners. And I know it it doesn't happen often. Yes, it's happened twice in recent memory. Does it look poorly on the electoral college system when you have one candidate winning the popular vote and the other not because uh, winning the electoral college and not the popular vote in that the questions arise is the true will of the people being exercised? That's the question that came up after. Bush Gore, and it came up after Clinton Trump. Well, is the will of the people of California being exercised or the will of the people of the United States of America being exercised? When you have, well, when you have a a complete popular vote, mm-hmm. okay, and just for the 2016 election, uh, Trump got 46% and some change, 46% of the popular vote, just a shade under 63 million votes. Clinton got 48 and some change percent and had almost 66 million votes. So that is the entire country. Mm-hmm. So I, I I don't know the answer to this because I can see both sides. I can see pros and cons. My question, though, is when you look at the numbers... Is the will of the people of the United States of America being carried out with the Electoral College in which you can lose the popular vote? You can you can have fewer votes than than your opponent and still win the election. That's my question. Is the will of the people actually coming to fruition? Well, when you're talking about winning an election with less votes than your opponent, obviously you go back and you look at the way it is structured. The beautiful thing about the way the United States of America was configured is our states have aspects of sovereignty. Yes. Okay. So that means each individual state gets a say on who runs the country. Not getting rid of state lines and basically becoming the EU, where you are one borderless country. Each state gets a say in who becomes the president of the United States. That is what the Electoral College allows, is that every state gets a say based on their popular vote. I get it. As we go to break, let me toss this question out for you and everyone else to chew on during the commercial break. If this is such a great system that we have, and I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying if if this system is so good in determining president, should it then be adopted at the state level when selecting a governor? And yes, I'm talking about Washington state. Think about that. Instead of an electoral college for states, you would have an electoral college for counties. 547-1610, 509-547-1610. Give us a call. Give us your thoughts. Could that work in the state of Washington? Would the eastern Washington region feel more a part of things on statewide elections if that were the case? 547-1610, this is the bottom line. News Radio 610-KONA.
Can't get in by phone? Give us your bottom line through email. Send your thoughts from the bottom lines page at 610kona.com. Back to the bottom line. Presented by McCary Meats in Basin City on News Radio 610-KONA. This is the bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA. Ed Dawson, Rob Francis, and you, 547-1610. In fact, let's go right to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Dave. I'm calling over from Oregon. Hi, Dave. I'm a little nervous, so if I act a little strange, please forgive me. No, we're we're we're, uh, we're, we're nice guys. We're stranger than you are, guaranteed. <laughs> oh, I will have. I know people would argue with that. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm all in favor of keeping the um, the electoral college. It was excuse me. It's just a check and balance that we have. Our whole system is based on it that we have there. Uh, it was originally put in by the smaller states during the 13 colonies times period because the smaller states like Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Connecticut, were concerned that Virginia, the most populated state at the time, would rule the roost. And that's one of the main reasons they put that in there. It's only happened about four times since uh, since the country's inception there. There's a great website you can go to. It's called 270 to Win. Mm-hmm. It has all the all the data on all the elections and everything. Yep. No, absolutely. The, uh, it's a it's a really good website, and uh, I've referenced it a few times. I appreciate the call. Thanks for the call, Dave. You did great. Yep, you sure did. Let's go to this line. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is um, my name is Logan Waller, and uh, I'm from uh, originally I'm from Oakdale, California, but living up in Marysville, Washington. Just calling about the electoral college. Yeah, go ahead. Well, uh, something to uh, remember is that the word democracy never shows up in anywhere in the uh, Constitution, much less the Declaration of Independence. And the whole thing about the Electoral College, the philosophies behind that, like you guys addressed earlier, talked about sovereignty, state sovereignty. And that goes down to an even deeper level of individual sovereignty and then even national sovereignty. That's something that we need to remember. No, no doubt. No, I I I hear you. And and you're absolutely correct. Absolutely. That's how the founding fathers set it up uh, was that, you know, that each state would at least have some say in electing the president. I'm just asking a question because every other election, whether it's, you know, a, a for for class president, your senior year of high school uh, and, and everything else except for the United States president uses a basically a popular vote system. Yeah, because it's the only national election we have. It's the only national election we conduct. It's the only election where everybody around the country weighs in to determine who that individual is going to be. You vote for your own senators. You vote for your own congressional representatives. Everybody around the country gets to cast a vote on who the president is going to be. That's the only election you get to do that on. So I transition into my question that I left Mm -hmm. the last segment on. If this is, uh, you know, uh, you think, Electoral college is good. Our callers think electoral college is good. If it's so good, why not introduce it at the state level? I think at the state level, it would be brilliant. 
And why is that? I absolutely think at the state level it would be brilliant because I think it would solve some of the problems that people have in states like Washington and Oregon that are ruled by one city, one area. You take an electoral college in the state of Washington and you portion out electoral votes in each of the 39 counties. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, would King County still have the most electoral votes? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. But I can tell you right now, the races would be a heck of a lot closer. Be more interesting, huh? Oh, they'd be a heck of a lot more interesting. And I'll tell you right now, people on the eastern side of the state would probably be a lot more interested in voting, knowing full well that if their popular vote ran and their electoral vote went to go to this individual for United States Senate or this individual for governor, you would begin to see a a much more even playing field when it came to the composition of Olympia. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hi, this is Dale from up here at Quincy Washington. Yeah, I think that electoral college for the state is an excellent idea. I've thought about that over the last couple of three years. Yeah, the way it's set up now, you know, it's pretty well. You know, the three counties over there on the west side up down I-5 quarter get to decide our governor, and I don't think that's right. Appreciate the call. And look, let's be honest. We know what happened in 2004. Voter fraud found its way into Washington State. Yeah, it did. So the Electoral College helps with voter fraud. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Your name, where are you calling from? Uh, my name is uh, Logan. I uh, live up in Marysville, Washington. And I like the idea of a uh, electoral college for the state, you know, because like the past callers have spoken about on a number of occasions, more people get the vote instead of the big cities. You know, there's more, there's more people that need to be heard, you know, across the entire state versus, you know, Seattle, Olympia, things like that. And that's why we also need it for the entire country, you know, because it all goes back to individual state and national sovereignty. (laughs) Thanks for the call, Logan. We appreciate appreciate it. it. Got an email from Michael listening in Kennewick said, why should any vote count for less because the voter is a minority? That's why we don't have majority rules. We are a republic. Change that and we are no longer the United States. And it's funny that Michael brings that up because that's the argument that those who want to eliminate the Electoral College are saying, well, their votes don't count because the Electoral College makes their vote not count. No, their vote counts in their state. And then the state awards the electoral vote, the, their electoral votes to the process. Their vote does count. I, I, I get the I get the thought, though. I really do. I get the thought behind. So I vote for a candidate and the the rest of the state doesn't see things the way I do. And all of the electoral votes go for the candidate that I didn't vote for. So at the local level, well, state level. I feel like my vote didn't count. I get that when you start lumping all the rest of the states together. But, again, we're hearing pros and cons here. How about you? Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Darren from Kennewick. Hi, Darren. And I look look at the Electoral College as an equalizer. There's, you know, 
it's common sense. You got 50,000 people over here that want this one thing, and you got 20,000 people over here that don't want this one thing because they can actually see the effects or they are living the effects as to where all these people over here in this big concrete jungle that all think alike uh, have no clue. They, they have no clue what's going on on the other side, like Washington State, for instance. So I guarantee if there was electrical electric college or anyway <laughs> i'm getting tied up here anyway if this was in place already 1639 would not have passed well, well that's 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 a that's a point too not only would 1639 have not passed but christine gregoire may not have been governor of the state of washington mm-hmm. jay inslee may not have won a second term maybe not i i mean you you can go and you can look i mean look washington is going on 40 years of one party rule in the governor's mansion. It is the longest run in the United States of America amongst any state in the governor's mansion. If you had an electoral college in Washington state that broke down votes among the 39 counties, I can tell you right now, there would have been more than one Republican governor in the last 40 years in Washington state. Now, again, you know, I'm not going to like, come up with actual numbers if we were to do an electoral college however the system would play out but yeah the three big you know king pierce and snohomish county would have the largest allocations yep um uh you would look at uh, clark uh county for uh, vancouver spokane county uh you know those would probably be the top five uh and then everybody else so uh, could could those three counties in Puget Sound still determine? Maybe, but at least I think it would give a fighting chance to somebody that the smaller counties prefer. You would have a you would have closer races. Yes, uh, candidates would be forced to campaign on the east side of the state. Oh, shudder to think. Yeah, I know. Shudder, <laughs> shudder to think. Other than Spokane, Sh- shudder to think Maria Cantwell might have to come to the Tri Cities for something other than visiting Hanford. Um, I'd love to. You know what? I'd lo- actually I'd love to hear because this. I feel like this this is gaining some momentum. I'd love to know. And maybe we can do a little research here in the next day or two, either with Secretary of State Kim Wyman or any of the local auditors. How much of a nightmare would this be? Probably more so at the state level, uh, you know, because the the local auditors just tabulate votes. But at the same time, think about it like this. I don't know that it would necessarily be that big of a nightmare because already the local auditors tabulate the votes for their county. Yes. You tabulate the vote for your county. Once it, it once gets, a winner is declared, then boom, they get the, the electoral ten votes or go. twelve yeah. or whatever the, and the heck it and all the sec- to be. And all the Secretary of State does is tabulate the electoral votes. Yeah, I mean, it might make the job easier. Actually, at the reality. state level, you're right because you wouldn't have to. You wouldn't have to. Well, you might have to verify what the what the counties were doing still, but but for election night purposes, you just. You know, Benton County reports to the Secretary of State's office, candidate X wins all 12 Benton County electoral votes or something like that. I want to read a quick email from David. said, someone needs to read their history. The tyranny of the majority is very real. Democracy self-destruct for very predictable reasons. And he attached a quote from Alexander Teitler. 
who is a Scottish historian. A democracy cannot exist as a permanent form of government. It can only exist until a majority of voters discover that they can vote themselves largesse out of the public treasury. And, and that's why we're not a democracy. That's why we're not a democracy, is for reasons like that. The Founding Fathers were very specific in making sure we were not structured as a democracy. But I will tell you this. The other benefit, and I mentioned it once already, the other benefit to an electoral college in Washington State is a significant reduction in the impact of voter fraud. Significant reduction. 547 This is the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. Give us a call. Join the show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline. 509-547-1610. Back to the bottom line with Rob and Ed. Presented by McCary Meats in Basin City on News Radio 610 KONA. You can email us, too. Just go to the website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page and send us your question or your comment. And you can also contact us via Twitter at Bottom Line 610, where today our poll question, very simply enough, is Oregon Senator Jeff Merkley, one of a number of senators attempting to change the Constitution and eliminate the Electoral College. Would eliminating the Electoral College diminish or increase the impact of Washington and Oregon voters? Me, I think it would diminish the impact of Washington and Oregon voters. Um, Until Seattle would get to the point where it was a 12 million person city, it would be left out. It's not. Um, You know, you're talking... I mean, really, let's be honest. You're talking New York City. You're talking Boston. You're talking Philadelphia. You're talking Chicago, San Francisco, Los Angeles, um, Baltimore, Dallas, Houston. Those are the cities that will determine who wins the election. Seattle will not. Portland will not. You would, I mean, if those, of all of those cities voted in one direction, when they usually do, then you don't need Washington or Oregon to get involved at all. And if you had a popular election for president, you would have an increased amount of voter fraud. Without a question, you would have an increased amount of voter fraud. That's the nice thing about the Electoral College. It's a cap. Okay, You can have... All the votes you want in the state counted, but the electoral votes are finite. Doesn't matter how many votes are cast in the state, it's the same amount of electoral votes. It guarantees some certainty. Absolutely. When when the presidential election comes around. So look, even though, even though there were those questions about three to three and a half million votes in California. Take those away, Hillary Clinton still wins California. Okay? Mm -hmm. She still wins California. She doesn't win the popular vote, but she still wins California. So those electoral votes don't move. They don't shift. They don't change. The only thing that changes electoral votes is population. 
If the population decreases, the amount of electoral votes decreases. Population increases, the amount of electoral votes increase. That's the only thing that varies it. So where you've seen over the course of the last 10 years, places like New York and Pennsylvania see their electoral votes drop and Florida's electoral votes pick up, it's because people are moving. Same thing with Texas. Texas is number two. They've got th- now. There's still a far cry from California. Yeah, but they're number two. Cal- they they got thirty seven. Florida's up there. They got thirty seven electoral votes in Texas. California's got fifty six. So they've got them by just um, just around twenty. But nonetheless, it is a huge, huge difference and a significant impact in voter fraud if you just allow the popular vote to stick. That's why I'm, I'm all for an electoral college within the state. If you want to do, if you want to break down where any statewide measure or statewide election goes to an electoral college model, I'm all for it. All for it. It'd be a little more difficult to do it at the local level. Yeah. It'd be a little more difficult to do it for a state representative. Yeah. Or state senator. Yeah. But it would be very easy to do it for statewide offices like governor, secretary of state, treasurer, lieutenant governor. Be very easy to do that. And the federal offices, too, yeah. for, for, senator for senator and representative. Absolutely. Cyrus well, Abib, maybe not representative. Yeah, because, but senator, but senator could, yeah. Cyrus Abib didn't come over to the east side of the state to campaign for lieutenant governor. True. He didn't, he didn't come over here. True. Yo, Kim Wyman came over here quite a few times. Yeah. Well, it's mostly to see us. Yeah. Inslee came over here once. That's because he was he, he did the debate coalition and they put one over here. Otherwise, he wouldn't have come over here. That's right. I, I'm curious, though, if if state of Washington currently has 12 electoral votes in the Electoral College, how many would the state of Liberty get when it breaks off? It would depend on population, but I'm guessing that if it's uh, 11 electoral votes right now, 12. In, 12 in Washington State. Eight and four. Seven and four. Not seven and five. Probably eight and four, huh? Eight and four. Yeah. Yeah, it would probably be eight and four. Four yeah. electoral votes for Probably. Liberty. Spokane would drive it up to, to make it. We would still have, uh, Liberty would still have more than Alaska, Delaware, D.C., Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, Vermont, and Wyoming. They all have three. We yeah Just we'd have curious. a little bit more we'd have a little bit more than that but it would, it would, I, I think that should be our our next uh, thing that we champion yeah. is a statewide electoral college we need to get Kim Wyman back on the show well how many uh, how many electoral votes does Montana have three okay Montana has less than a million people yep we have more than a million people in Eastern Washington that's true so we would have probably four yeah. Four, four, Probably four, maybe five. Be tough push for five, but five but, right now is Nebraska, New Mexico, and West Virginia. Four. What's the population of West Virginia? I don't know. Okay. Uh, four is Hawaii, Idaho, Maine, New Hampshire, and Rhode Island. That's probably about fair. Yeah, uh, we'd be about the same state size of Idaho. Yeah, 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 we'd probably be well. Yeah, and if we took Northern Idaho, that might bump them down to three. Yes, we'll go take them over. That's right, hostile takeover of North Idaho. Because, North Idaho, you're coming with us. Because they have a, a you know, nice Lake Coeur d'Alene. And Eastern Oregon would be sitting there going, hey, yo, us first. Yeah. <laughs> we we want to go forget first. Us. Don't forget us. We want to go first. <laughs> 
Hour number one in the books. Hour number two still ahead. This is the bottom line. The area's only live local call and talk show. Stay with us.